Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so this is a doozy of a question, uh, but we are asking you, is it okay to send your friends a bill after a dinner party? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Bradley's off today. He'll be back tomorrow. Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you until 3 o'clock. Yeah. Our friend Brian is at the controls. Hello. Holly, why, pray tell, are we asking this question? Well, this was something that I saw on the World Wide Web. Oh, about... Probably uh, over 10 days ago. So this is the internet percolating on this one for a while. We've been percolating on this one for a while, but bringing it to our table Mm. this afternoon. Yes. This person named Amber S. Melson. I don't know who this person is. We don't know you, Amber, but you seem nice. But this tweet went viral a couple weeks ago. She wrote, got invited to someone's place for dinner and they charged me for it. This is weird, right? Continuing to write, this makes me not want to accept offerings in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Simply put, 651-641-1071. Do you think it is acceptable to bill your friends after a dinner party? I mean, listen, I have a gut. I have two. I am of two minds. Okay. I'll be perfectly honest. My gut reaction is no, absolutely not. You don't do that. If you've invited somebody as a guest to your home, I'm assuming it's to their home for a dinner party. You are agreeing to, as the person who does the inviting, you are agreeing to financing the meal for everybody. That is part of hosting. Yeah. That's what hosting means. However, when I said I'm of two minds around this, I would say if it's previously agreed upon, if you say, hey, I'm wondering if you wanted to come over for dinner, um, you know, I don't think we're able to supply all the food, but, you know, maybe we could order some some things and split the bill. Right. Then it's then it's a contract. You have a verbal contract and you know what you're getting into. And then I think it's OK. Right. Because. That's fine. If you've said, if you've laid out the expectation from the get go. Yeah. The way that it sounds like this happened, I would say absolutely not. That's not okay. No, this is like, Colleen, I invite you over to my house. I'm making a three course dinner. Yeah. And I'm, and then, and then afterwards, I send you a Venmo request. No thanks. For $30. Not happening. (laughs) Not going to do But apparently, you're going through this Twitter thread. A lot more people do this. Then you would think a lot of people are doing this and they are nickel and diming their friends and they're sending you a little Venmo request at the end of the day. No, 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 no. Let's go to the phones. I'm angry. Janice is on the line. (laughs) Hi, Janice. 
Hello. <coughs> Sorry. Oh, oh. Colleen's out of Sorry, yeah, I just I got I had a little dry throat. Um, it's those right. allergies. Janice, is it okay to send your friends a bill after a dinner party? Oh boy. <laughs> is it okay to throw poop in your pastor's face? Ah, <laughs> Janice! <laughs> Woo! Wow, those are Absolutely not. That is so ridiculous. That would be like being invited to a wedding, and then not only do you bring your one hundred dollar gift, but they charge you for your dried out chicken and rice. <laughs> uh, Janice, you are speaking some truth right now. <laughs> I agree with you. Thank you for your call. Oh, um, just what? Just one thing. I'm oh, yeah. get real quick. I like lots of ice in my drink. Oh. Well, Janice, you can have ours. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for your call, Janice. Oh, the ice. Well, in this kind of thing, you know, Janice brought up the wedding. There have been things that have gone around the Internet. Now, I don't know whether or not these are true, but mm-hmm. there are stories of yeah. people charging their wedding yeah. guests mm-hmm. for the plate yep. of food that they eat. Yeah. 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 I yeah. have, you know, I have a lot of thoughts about this. I, I just think, I, I just think, A, the fact that we have tools now like Venmo that allow us to request money from people. Yeah. People are using that in inappropriate ways. But I also sort of feel like we've lost the, I I don't like know. Art of hospitality. Yeah, I kind of feel like that's <laughs> the bottom line of it, right? That everything has to be transactional. And, like, yeah. and I think one of the things that's so egregious about the, the fact that you would charge your friend after the fact for making them dinner at your house that you invited them to yeah. is that it just, it, it fundamentally creates a transactional element in a friendship where it should just be an act of generosity. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And and we've lost that. I mean, we've truly like lost the ability to even uh I be generous but also accept generosity, I think too. Yeah. Um and I and I say that both ways because um I know that I have been in situations where I've gone out to eat with somebody and maybe I've offered to pay or I've offered to cover parts of like oh, I'll take the I'll take the um, appetizer. That's fine. And the like strident. No, we have to do this evenly. This is I just I have a hard time with that because I just uh, sometimes I feel like, well, I just want to be giving or I allow me the honor of covering this thing because I am enjoying having time with you. And this is one of the ways that I'm showing that we just have gotten very um, uh, I don't know, funky. Uh around hospitality yeah yeah caught up in that minutiae where it is like you know okay you're covering the appetizer Mm -hmm. thank you thank you that is very generous of you yes graciously accepted i appreciate that very much you know and then within friendships there are times and places as you said colleen at the beginning of this segment where you can be transactional Mm -hmm. it's like oh i'm going on a girl's trip and we're gonna rent this house we're going to split the bill mm-hmm. and here is how we're going to do it. Then you work out that plan accordingly. Yep. But when it's an act of hospitality, which right. which is an act of generosity of the heart. Yeah. In my opinion. Yes. Like you don't you're not asked for people to cover that. That is then then here's the thing. You don't do it. Well, so that's yeah, my other just, question. Then you just don't that's do it. That's what I want to know. I want the follow up from this gal because 
I feel like you can just ignore that request for money. Yeah. It might get awkward. Essentially, you know, at some point your friend might come back to you and say, hey, you owe me. Yeah, but it was awkward for them to ask in the first Agreed. place. So they have they to own started that. the awkward. Not my awkward. Not yeah, going to take it out. I'm not. I do not receive that. No. I am fascinated by the what. And were people. Did anybody on that thread say, yeah, like pay her? You owe, yeah, give her the money. Uh, pretty sure the whole consensus was no, not gonna no, do it. Not gonna do it. <laughs> not gonna do it. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I just I'm not here for it. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, whenever we talk about Gwyneth Paltrow, we call ourselves the Gooper Scoopers. So we're gonna get the Gooper Scoopers together after this on My Talk 1071. Well, there's just so many things about Gwyneth Paltrow and her lifestyle brand Goop for us to chat about on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers Off Today. Holly and I are here together. Hi. And uh, when we talk about Gwyneth or Goop, we call ourselves the Gooper Scoopers. Here come the Gooper Scoopers. They are going to find you stuff that's dumb on Goop. Goopa, Scoopa, Goopa, Scoopa. That's just what they do. Goopa, Scoopa, Goopa, Scoopa. Because there's always stupid stuff on Goop. Mm. What kind of Goop are we scooping today? Well, we're scooping. Some goop. Sorry. I was like, I had to stop my brain from saying the other word. Thank you. Uh, Coming to us courtesy of a former goop employee. Oh. Yes. Who uh, is talking about the cleanse culture. Oh. I'm here for this conversation. Goop. So, Alish Lunin, she was the former co-host of the Goop podcast, and she made regular appearances on the Netflix series, The Goop Lab. And I believe she was Goop's former chief creative officer mm-hmm. or chief content officer over at Goop.com. But she left that job a couple of years ago and she stepped down after working very closely with Gwyneth Paltrow. You would see Elise Lunin. Oh, I totally uh, recognize her. You recognize her, her yeah. right? So she is part of the Goop Extended Universe, or at least she was until a couple of years ago. Now, at the time, when she left in 2020, she said that she was working on a book and that she wanted to focus on that because before Elise Lunin joined Goop, she was a ghostwriter. I believe she worked in publishing magazines. She she did a lot of stuff with words, and she was like, yeah. you know, I want to continue my work with words. Well, she's over on her Instagram today, yesterday. Yep. And she's talking about working at Goop. Ooh, what is she saying? Ooh. She's she dishing said, the dirt. She's dishing the dirt. So she says, Elise Lunin said, when I left Goop, I vowed never to do another cleanse again and went into full rebellion, which has kind of been fun and definitely healthy in terms of letting go of ideas of what my body should look like as a 42-year-old who has two kids. She goes on to say, I needed to break a tendency to be critical and punishing, Uh. to chastise myself, all of it. She said... Blah, 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 da, da, da. And she is talking about some conversations she's had on her own podcast. And she said, I realized that in the moment, I've kind of deserted how my body actually feels. So she's kind of talking in between the lines about what it was like working at Goop, a place that like to push, monetize, suggest uh, these kinds of cleanses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think is really interesting because I think it's time for people to be really honest with themselves and each other about 
the trappings of diet culture and also the trappings of cleanse culture because cleanse is like uh can be I don't want to speak in blanket terms. Yeah. But oftentimes cleanses at least in the way that Gwyneth Paltrow talks about them and Goop has sort of promoted them. It is another it is like a cover for the word diet. They talk around it. Yes. And that's exactly what Elise Lunin is yeah. saying. She's saying. They almost present it as an elevated thing, but it really is not different. Sorry, yeah. I interrupted. Oh, no, please. We are in dialogue together. So when Elise Lunin, she says exactly that. She says exactly, Colleen, what you already yeah. intuited, intuitively knew. Yeah. She said, when I left my last job at Goop almost two years ago, I decided to forswear all cleansing. To me, it becomes synonymous with dieting. Yeah. It's restriction. Just a, it's just another word. Yeah, it's just another word. And she said, I felt like I was not in a healthy relationship with my body, where I was always trying to punish it, bring it under control. Yeah. And then she goes on to just say how she's been living life in the past couple Good of years. Her. And it's just been one that she's like, you know, vibing on. But here's where I have a, a beef then. With all of this, bring it, bring your beef. Because you know you're like, yeah, Lisa, like you're t- you're talking some truth yeah, right you're saying here. Stuff you're saying things, and we're nodding our heads, and we're like, yes, yes, yes. Well, this is all in an Instagram post where she's doing a new reset program. Ah, uh, a reset okay. program. No, hmm. so I get the OGs, Brian, because <laughs> that's <laughs> where I was like, "Ooh, Elise Lunin, tell me, tell me more. I want to hear about your experiences over at Goop." But then you get to the second paragraph, and she's like, "I did a new beautiful br- program called Bleh, which is a five-day reset of broth smoothies okay. and lattes." And I'm like, "Wait, wait, wait a second, honey. You just completely..." Negated everything, everything that you, you just said, said because now you're saying that you're doing a reset, which in my mind is an, is another word for cleanse. Yes. Which is another word for diet. Yes. 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 <laughs> oh, that's so, so that's disappointing because I was on board with this up until that part. Because she's like, but this one's different. Mm-hmm. But isn't that what they all say? Well, yeah. That this one is different. So that's part of the journey, right? Like that's part of sort of unlocking yourself from the shackles of that kind of programmed thinking. Yeah. Because truly, I mean, uh, and this is my beef with Goop in general and and other types of lifestyle brands is this, the pushing of the thought that you women... Because these are usually targeted toward women. You women are not whole mm-hmm. and you are flawed. Yep. And here are the things that you are seeking that will help you not be flawed. Yep. And it's everything from uh, sexual wellness items to uh, diet items to other aspirational tools. And it's marketed in a voice that says, here's what you're missing. And this is empowering. And you can... Use this in your life to take charge of your life. But all of that operates on the assumption that your life and you are broken. Yeah. And that's what's frustrating about it. And and I think it takes a little bit of time to deprogram yourself from that, especially if you've been in a position like uh, like Elise. What's her last name? Lunin. Lunin. Like Louis. Like uh, uh, 
Elise Lunen, that where you that was where you cashed your check, right? Was on this exact business. Well, yeah, so you're crafting th- the messaging around it. And yeah, that was one of your responsibilities. So I feel like she sort of deprogrammed herself halfway. And then she didn't see where she took the turn back. Uh huh. Right. So it's just, I, yeah, I was here for part of the messaging, but then spinning it and turning it around and saying, well, actually, I'm going to sell my version uh-huh. of this. It's not as restrictive and it's not as this or that, but mm-hmm. it still is a variation on a theme right. that is about it still is reset broth smoothies lattes what that okay. tells me yeah. is that like there's not a lot of solid but she's like but you need veggies and protein the what I, I and and look man if you want to reset yeah okay i have no truck with that but it's the fact that she was dissing one and then going well, and then selling her version and it. the, it's the prescriptive nature of it oh yeah it's the like this is the thing that will solve whatever problem and like i like to tell people y'all you're not a problem if you ever find yourself in the mindset that you are a problem that needs to be fixed then that start there and unravel that thinking a s to the a to the p mm-hmm. because there is no amount of smoothie or broth or vibrating toys that is going to get you back to who you truly are yeah because that's yours i don't know i get I, this is like my latest uh sticky point because it's so it is so when you start to pay attention to how women are marketed to uh it becomes loud and uh thank you for having this conversation and thank you for bringing that to us Uh when we return on the colleen and bradley show we're gonna get a little frivolous we've got some dumb people doing dumb things crazy stupid idiots right after this on the colleen and bradley show on my talk 1071 We've got some dumb people doing dumb things to tell you about over here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is off today. He'll be back tomorrow. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Hi. Our friend Brian has joined the party. Hello. And uh, these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. Oh, those crazy, stupid idiots, they're to your left, they're to your right, and hopefully when you're looking in the mirror, you're not looking back at one, because that would mean it's you. Oftentimes, we find them in the state of... Florida. Florida. And sometimes other places. Like... Where where are we going? Florida. Yes! Starting in Florida. America's Schwanz. Oh, man. Boy, is it. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, we're going to meet... A contractor who was uh, contracted, actually, to work in a military museum this week. So, I don't know what kind of contractor he is, but this guy is named Kendall Rust. He's 30 years of age, and he was brought into this museum to do some sort of, maybe construction, plumbing, electrical, who knows work. Some okay, stuff, right? Yeah, this, uh, so this was a Navy, this was a, the, or the museum where he was uh, working in Fort Pierce on Monday was a Navy SEAL museum. And one of the displays that they had at this museum was a ballistic vest that was worn by a Navy SEAL during the raid that ended in the result was the capturing of Osama bin Laden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So uh, this vest was part of a display there. Well, it went missing uh, when Kendall Rust was working on the job. A museum employee noticed that he was acting a little bit weird while he was on the job. And after he left, that's when they realized that the vest was gone. At that point, another uh, employee confronted him and he admitted that he took it. He was like, yeah, I took it. I just wanted to get a picture with it on. Yeah, man. And they were like, okay, well, where is it? And they found it crammed inside his toolbox. Stop it. Because he just wanted a selfie with it. Oh, my God. Couldn't yeah. you just take a selfie at the museum I, with it and you right? don't have to touch it? Or, like, I don't know, maybe ask, like, hey, that looks really cool. Can I see it? Well, and they'll be like, you can see it, but you can't touch, touch it. it. Because you can't touch things at the museum unless, you know, you're at the science museum or the children's museum. Right, where right. things are then, meant to be Then get some hand sanity yeah, exactly. and go for it. <laughs> yeah. uh, a member, uh, well, so this particular vest that was on display uh, was one of the ones worn by the team of six when they raided Osama bin Laden's compound in 2011. And because of that, the rarity of that and the history historic nature of that particular mission that vest is worth about fifty thousand dollars how would you even how do you even verify that's the thing that's i don't know how that how we come up with figures you could go to like the local sporting goods store grab a fishing vest and be like dude look at that that's amazing i yeah yeah you can yeah he could mock one up yeah and tell people a story. Well, I but suppose that's why he's in this segment. Exactly. Today. He made off with a $50,000 uh, historical vest from the Navy. Oh, and by the way, can I just say, like the last person I'm going to mess with is the Navy SEALs. Navy Seals. No! Right? Yeah. Like no! you don't play there. That's no. not a playground no. you want to show up in and do any kind of bad. So anyway, uh, he's a double crazy stupid idiot, and um, he is facing charges for felony larceny. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Where are we going next? Michigan. Michigan. Yes. The ha- no. The state that is shaped like a mitten. Yes, oh, yeah. Michigan. Yeah. And we're going to Bagley Township near the Loon Lake Rest stop on I-75. Oh, that is very specific. Yes, it is very specific where we've got a father and son crazy stupid idiot oh, team. Oh, fun! Nice. Yeah, we gotta catch family, up. We're all about family togetherness on the Colleen and Bradley show. Really? Keep it in the family. Uh, we gotta <laughs> catch up with Victor and his son Joshua. Okay. They were in a car that was pulled over by Michigan State Police on I-75 near the Loon Lake rest stop area in Bagley Township. I hope I said that right. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But they were pulled over by police officers. Uh, You know, I don't know why they were initially pulled over. Let's just say they were going a little fast. Okay. So Victor and Joshua pulled over going a little fast, and police officers looked in the vehicle, and they were like, hmm, I'm noticing something. Uh, Maybe mm. something's a little off. Uh-oh. Yeah. And was it something they saw or something they smelled? It was something that they saw. Okay. Oh. They saw that Victor and Joshua were drinking some soda or product in a container of a cup from a fast food place. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. and they were right. just like, okay, you know, what's going on here? 
What, there's something weird at the top of your Coca-Cola or whatever beverage you're imbibing? And the police noticed it was a little weird. Okay. And what it turned out to be was meth. Oh. They got. They tried to hide their meth. Okay, in, in their cups of Coke. It was floating inside. Okay. They the thought cup. it would look like ice. They thought it would look like some kind of beverage, oh. but it was like, oh, no, gosh. I'm sorry, but the machine is not frothing at the mouth and dispensing some weird stuff in your cup. Oh my god! Yeah, you could. They tried to pull the fast one on the Michigan State Police, but unfortunately for Victor and Josh, not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. And then you know they found a plastic baggy also on the floor okay. of the vehicle. So oh, it was geez. one of those situations where it was like, quick, we can't throw it out the window. We can't take it. Which I will give them points for that because that. oftentimes we do get the throw it out the window. Story. Yeah. Yeah. But Lauren, did you have a lid to the cop? Brian. I mean, that would <laughs> be one way you'd know things were amiss. Yeah, I know. Right. That, that is, you are applying logic to yeah. that because when you wanted to dissolve your meth, you would be like, put a lid on it. No. Yeah. But the officers <laughs> noticed large crystals we're floating on yeah. top of the beverage in the soda cup. Definitely don't want that ice in my water. Also no. true. Exactly. No. Mm. Um, I, did, I just was hoping I could find uh, a mugshot of this father-son duo, and I, it came up empty. Yeah. Womp womp. Womp, 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 womp. Okay, so those are my crazy, stupid idiots. Where are we going Back next? to Florida. Man, nice. Florida has been delivering oh. lately on so so let me tell you many counts thank you florida thank you for the gift that keeps on giving crazy stupid idiots okay so this guy uh from port Ritchie, florida his name is gary rodriguez he's 22 years of age um he uh got himself into a little bit of trouble so he had arranged to meet a seller on facebook marketplace oh yeah Mm -hmm. he was looking to buy an xbox Great. Nice. Be careful with that, by the way, because you never know, right? What, sometimes people are trying to sell hot things. Sometimes they're not actually trying to sell the thing they're telling you. Just be careful. Hey, here's Do your due diligence. Look, man, as a person who likes to occasionally buy something from Facebook Marketplace, if it doesn't feel good, don't do it. That being said, I did buy a pair of boots that I am wearing today. Oh, they're cute. Off of a school bus that was parked in a driveway yeah. in an outer ring suburb, yep. and the person came out of the school bus. I think they were living in it. And I was All like, right. you know what? That's fine. You got to do what you got to do. Well, Gary Rodriguez met this seller. <clears throat> he was looking to buy an Xbox, but it was not the seller he needed to be wary of. It was the seller needed to be wary of Mr. Gary Rodriguez because Gary Rodriguez grabbed the console upon meeting up with this person who he was going to make the purchase from on Facebook Marketplace grabbed the console away from him and then ran rude rude Uh, rude. the person who was trying to sell the xbox did call the police uh and followed him when they found mr rodriguez they found the xbox and an eight inch chef's knife in his backpack no rodriguez explained to the authorities that he had brought the knife for his own protection no what but uh when he was asked further questions, uh, they also asked my favorite question, which they always ask, which is, why did you do this? And I just have to appreciate his honesty. Mr. Rodriguez explained that he has a video game addiction mm. and uh, it made him want the new console and he didn't have the money for it. And he never had any intention of paying it for it. And he now faces 
robbery and sudden snatching charges, which is sudden apparently a thing. Snatching. Sudden snatching. Oh my goodness. I well, know. That sounds like a Friday night for me. It sounds like a party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, our friend Grant, I think, is coming in to play a little game, right? Uh, yes. And that game is called The Throwback. Live. After this on My Talk 107.1.